It's done. Did you ask for forgiveness? Continue in the blessing. Continue in the blessing. Stop, beat, stop doing the devil's job and beating yourself up, in other words. You know, when you understand that you are not a victim, even if you make a mistake, you're not a victim. Amen. You made a wrong choice that God has given, uh, uh, given you uh, an ability for repentance and, and, and obedience to his word afterward, and you have right standing available. His grace and his mercy is available to you. And the enemy wants you to forget about all those things because he doesn't want you to operate in the blessing, which is God's favor, his ability on your behalf. Because he can't operate. God can't operate on this earth without your cooperation. That's why the world is in a mess. If God was able to operate and control the world, it would not be in the state it's in. He has to use us. He has to go through the church. He is Lord of the church. Not the world. And it's a beautiful thing. If somebody accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, bam, they're in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. In right standing with Him. And the blessing is in full operation. Not just partial. This isn't like, well, you, you, you know, you know. I had that happen to me when I was a teenager. And, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, you, 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 maybe you got you to gotta understand, you know, exercise. Now, I understand there are some, there's knowledge to be had and some growth to be had and stuff like that. But, you know, that left a lasting uh, uh, part on me where it was like, not settle down, boy, settle down. You're just, you're just a teenager. And I was getting on fire for God, and it kind of stifled me a little bit. Because I'm like, well, then I don't, I don't know. You know, do I say it? I turned 40 this year. Praise the Lord. A few more, few more yeah, next month. And I forever have heard the term, you don't know anything until you're 40. Anybody ever hear that? Everybody's laughing about it. It's like, you're not a man until you're 40. What's that? And it's turned to 50 or whatever. Yeah, so different things like that. It's unattainable whatever, you know. And I, you know, and I laugh at that. And I'm fine. You know, I just turned it into a joke because I'm like, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you got to, you know, all these people. I understand that you learn. Look, look, when I'm, I'm, I'm already feeling the, the whole knowledge and wisdom of the 40-year-olds, okay? That's, I'm like, I'm seeing this right around the corner. I get it now a little bit. But that doesn't necessarily, but that kind of language stops people sometimes from their maximum potential. You have to watch how you receive things. Because if you just receive anything that's being said, then that puts you in a mindset of the blessing not being in full operation of your life. When the blessing says, you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you, but then, well, you're not a man until you're 40. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I'm, not, I'm not accusing anybody at all by this. It's just a mindset that hung over me. And then now that I'm turning 40, it's really been kind of like that thing. Remember, you didn't know anything, and you're about to know everything. That's a lie. That's a lie. You don't let, especially, you know, I want to empower your students 
as a student pastor. about. I want to empower your students to understand that they don't have to wait until they're 40 to operate the blessing of the Lord in their life. The children's pastors are teaching them how to fully operate in the anointing and the gifts and callings of those children's lives. As parents, do you want to wait till your kids are 40 to know the blessing of the Lord? No. And he said that it is now, that as soon as you receive Jesus, you are in the blessing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Condemnation also only points to a past circumstance. It'll, it'll point to a past to try to deter you from a future. Remember when you did this? That's why you can't do that. Hold up. That in the past has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus and you've been restored to righteous standing and you're going to let what that little thing or that thing in the past stop you from a future that God has designed is what he said in Jeremiah. A future and a hope? Don't. We're removing limits on, on some of our mindsets tonight too. This is, this, the blessing mindset has to be something in the, new, the spirit of the believer. Every day you wake up, you've got to think that I'm in the blessing today. Is it the day the Lord has made? Are you rejoicing and be gladding, uh, gladding, gladding in it? Continue. Are you glad in it? Yes. Why? That's a tough question. For many of you, it might be different little things. Some of them, like Old Testament service, I got up this morning with Jesus on my mind, or whatever, you know, and praise God. And then it turns into a shouting fest. Praise the Lord. We shout about it. Amen. Great. Praise God. He healed me from this, or He kept me from this, and He saved my children, and all this other stuff. And those are great things. But more deep down inside of why you do that is he made this day to prosper me. This is a day of a believer's ownership. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because everywhere I go, the blessing is meeting me. Everywhere I go. You know, there, the blessing is, a, is a, it's, it's so profound and diverse, uh, the way, it's just the, the character of God. That's what it is. But it's so, uh, when you start understanding your authority and the blessing and how you are just, you're blessed going in and blessed coming out, Deuteronomy 28, really that's the mindset of the believer there. You should, I'm blessed going in. Everywhere you go, you need to be blessed. One of the cool, I say cool things about the blessing, I, it's the cool thing about the blessing, how things will bow to you before you arrive. Things will submit to you before you arrive. And I say this, and I'm going to use this as an example, and I laugh about it because I like technology. And sometimes technology have, has some hiccups. Computers might have a little glitch or two. I got some giggles in here. We understand, yes? Yes, Lord. Praise the Lord for patience. All right, so that's, you know, I mean, there are things, it's like, why is this thing not doing this? And we might have, you know, Heather printer issues, right? Well, we got it fixed. Amen. So there's some things, you know, like, and there are people who have called me, and they'll start saying this. They'll say, 
let me call Pastor Ron. But the moment I call Pastor Ron, it's going to start working. Call, and I'll say, just do this. And they'll, they'll be like, wait, I don't know what happened, but it started working. It's exactly the way it needs to be. You know, there might be some troubleshooting steps, but, you know, I've never been to one IT training course ever, ever. You know, I mean, there are things that I'll look up. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll search it out and look for that wisdom. But there are some things that just God has given me the ability to just see how things connect and how they, how they work, and we can troubleshoot some things and get it working. But technology, I've recently realized, whenever because I've been saying it, this is not beating me. This has to listen to me. This inanimate object, this thing that is just run by some power that I push to turn on and put, it doesn't do anything unless I tell it to, needs to listen to me and correct itself. Amen. You know, how does Pastor Steele talk to the weather as accurately as he does? Praise the Lord. He's developed in that. What is that? That's the blessing on his life, among many other things. That being able to speak to technology is a part of the blessing on my life and more. That blessing opens that doorway of favor. Pastor Michelle called me favor magnet. I receive it every time she says it. Why not? I'm not going to lie about that. Yes. Amen. It's the favor of God because of the blessing. Understanding when we walk into a room, I say we, Anytime you go somewhere, you're walking in as the blessing. We talk about blessed to be a blessing. We can, we can seek so much of the blessing, but forget that you are a blessing. Amen. We don't want to forget that. We want to understand that when I go into a room, I'm a blessing here. What does that do? Open a doorway because the blessing, when you sow the blessing, you reap the blessing. It's the principle of seed time and harvest. And so the, like, you may not have, I'll just say this way, you may not have $1,000 in your pocket to give to be a blessing to something or some ministry or be able to do that to somebody, but you still walk in with the mindset that I'm here to be a blessing. I'm here a part of the blessing. When I walk in, I'm, a, I'm blessed. Amen. I don't let my bank account determine if I'm blessed or not. Praise the Lord. Well, that's my introduction. Amen. Praise the Lord. As a born-again child of God, the Word paints a very different picture of us. When Jesus came into the earth, understand this, when He came into the earth, the, it, He came in the fullness of the blessing. He came in the fullness of the blessing. And Pastor Steele said it this way. We are walking around on a daily basis with the blessing on us and the kingdom in us. Woo! That's a mind shift change. That's a thinking change. I have the blessing on me. I have the kingdom in me. Everything I have need of is in the kingdom. When Jesus came in the fullness and I've accepted him as my Lord and Savior, now I have the blessing on me and in me to be able to do and live and bless other people without any toil, 
Proverbs 10.22, what does it say? The blessing of the Lord, it makes, and it's, the Amplified says, truly rich and adds no sorrow with it. Amplify says, and neither will toiling increase it. That sorrow means toiling, obviously, working at it. And we can work so hard, and I say this, we can work so hard to, to manufacture the blessing in our life and call it the blessing because, praise the Lord, we got this extra overtime check. That's a blessing. No, you just work for that. I'm not, disregard, I mean, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying that understand that the blessing is something that is God's unmerited favor that brings on your behalf. There are blessings in my life that I did not necessarily deserve, but because I'm in the blessing and I have a blessing mindset, I'm blessed. I receive it. You know, money has feet and it's running to me. Amen? Are we still saying that? We still believe in that? Right, Cindy? Praise the Lord. So a couple months ago, I think I testified about it. You know, we found about $200 and just in the street. Nobody around. We were like, I'm driving. I said, I'm like, well, that looked like money. Opened the door. Sure enough, it was money. And then I looked and there was a trail. And then I picked up more and I was like, hey. I said, honey. And of course, you know, we were like, praise the Lord, finding money, right? That's what we say. Don't, I don't act ashamed of that. I'm like, that was a piece of money on the ground. I hit that. Anyway. And then uh, I was like, okay, that's a couple months ago. And then I heard a testimony of another person finding almost a little over $1,000. Praise the Lord. That happens to me all the time. And I'm like, praise the Lord. And then I said something this morning, and, and that person said, they said, yeah. And I saw another person getting out of their vehicle, picking up, picking up uh, money out of their vehicle. Like they just got out of their vehicle. To, they found some money on the ground, picked it up. And I immediately went, that's because money has feet and it's coming to us. We have been declaring it here that and it's like it's wiggling out of people's wallets or purses and be like, I gotta go to church. <laughs> but what is that? The blessing will attract those resources so you can do what God has asked you to do, which is be a blessing. There should be no person in here that ever lacks anything in their life because you are in the blessing. Walking into a restaurant. You should walk in there and think, I can order anything because of favor. Amen. You might have a budget for it, and that's good. But uh, you, you know what? Uh, we were walking around the store the other day with, with Aubrey. And, she, you know, yeah, I mean, you all know Aubrey. She's, hi, how are you? How's it going? Just everybody walking by. And this gentleman walked by, and, and uh, uh, it was right after her birthday, so... This gentleman walked by, and she said hi, and he said hi, how are you, and stuff, and and uh, conversation, she just turned three and stuff, and he's like, oh, pull out his wallet. He's like, this is for you. I said, well, that happens to you all the time, you know, kind of thing, and gave her some money. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That happens. You, you know, that's the blessing-making way. You know, that that is the that is God's favor, favor showing up. You know, uh, we went into... Um, uh, went to Starbucks actually um, this weekend, and and we like to get those little cake pops for Aubrey every now and again. And so we said, you know, hey, let's get one of those for, for her. So we were out, and so we did that, and uh, we're leaving. I opened the thing up. There were two in there. Well, I paid for one. So there were two. So I went back in. I said, you know, I don't want to make, you know, 
make a mistake or anything. The guy said, oh, that one had, you know, some of the stuff. It just wasn't perfect, so I just gave you an extra one. Praise God. Now, she only got one. That's dad's favor. No, just, <laughs> but that was such, a, you know, I, I think, I'm like, that is the blessing. That didn't take anything more. That was favor. Nothing wrong with it. It was just the guy didn't like the way it looked or whatever. And he was like, here, take another one. Amen. It's favor. Favor magnet. You too have the ability to be the favor magnet of your family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So what I was saying about the restaurant thing, you know, when you go somewhere, don't limit yourself to what you set out you were going to do because favor could show up in that environment and you get that extra cake pop even though you had a budget for one. You go in and do what you're supposed to do, show the love of God, be a part of, you know, be a part of that mindset of having the blessing on your life. And somebody can say, hey, I, hey, we've got all this extra T-bone steak or whatever it might be, rack of ribs, and, or this person wanted to pay for your meal. That happens to me all the time too, yes. Don't, don't, don't dismiss that as just a kind gesture. Recognize, well, that's the blessing of the Lord. That's the favor of God. And put yourself in that continual mindset of when you step out, you're stepping into the blessing. In your home. I'm blessed to be in this home. The blessing operates in my home. Everything I touch is blessed. It prospers, in other words. And just because you put your hand to it and it wasn't as successful doesn't mean that it's not going to produce you keep putting your hands to it, and you'll see that blessing start generating. I didn't start speaking to technology, and it just started happening overnight. That was something that I had to continually build and speak to and talk to. The more I talk to it, the more. So now I believe it. So when technology messes up and I see certain people calling me, I know it's their technology. <laughs> and I say, I say uh-huh, well, technology, you listen to me. Hello? Or what's the problem? Fitting <laughs> on what it is. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's a mindset. Amen. So everything you need is, avail- is in you and available. In Luke 17, 20 through 21, Jesus said the kingdom is within you. It's within you. The kingdom is within you. Psalm 23, verse 1. We know this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not, meaning I, 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 won't, I don't have, uh, Lord, help me say this. Of course, we know shall is covenant language. I, meaning me, you, if the Lord is my shepherd, that's why we confess him as Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He's my shepherd. And because he's my shepherd, I won't ever need anything. 
I shall not want. Why? The blessing. The blessing. We shall not lack. We are not to be in want. We are to be providers. Providing for more than what you think you can provide for. That's that mindset of saying when you go in, you might have a budget for it, but you go in not limiting your thinking to that budget. Not thinking and limiting yourself to just that one thing that I'm only qualified for this. Okay, there there are qualifications to be had. If God is calling you into a certain field or career choice and you have to get qualified for it, don't limit yourself say, I could never do that. No. Uh, uh, Scholarships. Scholarships. There are scholarships to be had for that training. And the moment you say, well, I can't do that, because you're thinking about money, or you're thinking about maybe your past education, or what you did in school. Pastor Marie was talking about it today, and I feel like I'm in the same boat. I did not like school. D's get degrees is what my mindset was, because kind of, <laughs> I didn't, I just, nah, don't care, right? And that was a horrible mindset. And then somewhere, this, well, the Marines definitely helped. I'll just say the Marines, you know, helped me, <laughs> say it that way. And I kind of got in this mode of, and then they started realizing that, you know what, you're really good at teaching some of these communication things. And I started getting picked for all these classes, and I thought, I'm not even a year into this, and I just came out of school, so maybe that's what the, you know, so I, was, I learned a little bit. I can't say I learned a lot, but I learned some things. But I mainly, and I got up the first time they ever told me this, and I got up in front of about 5,000 Marines. I mean, rank. I mean, like, and I'm a year in the Marine Corps teaching them about satellite communications. And I'm going, uh, this means this, and uh, this. It was kind of embarrassing. No, it was embarrassing. It wasn't kind of. It was embarrassing. Had one guy stand up, and he started heckling me, you know, kind of thing. And the, the command was just like, and, it, you know, it was a short piece of this whole training thing. And I'm sitting there going, and I, and I just walked off the stage and uh, sat down with the instructor. Uh, they call it instructor cadre. So I sat there. And that moment, I thought, I... I need to just apply myself into into something, into the communications handbook. I shut myself into my uh, the barracks room. I don't even know, like maybe maybe a month. I didn't do anything. Everybody's going out on the weekends. Guess what I was doing? I had that book. I was just going through it. I'm like, never again. I'm not going to do this again. They're not going to put me up there, and I'm not going to know what to talk about. So I just started going, you know, going through it. And then I, I was like, I got through the book. I went through it a couple times, and then I, I finally said, okay, leave it at that. Did you know, ever since I finished that book, when people asked me for something, they were like, how did you know that? And it was funny because I just said, I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, whoa, look at this guy. Like, ah. Oh. 
There was wisdom to be had for everybody. But one person put themselves in a position to understand, like read and understand and grab a hold of the principles. And that turned into working for three commanding generals, being a part of their convoys every time, opportunity to be with President George Bush when he was in office uh, and, and do a mission with him, rode in all kinds of cool aircraft just because I had this knowledge of how to fix things. Then there was also the other side of being up for three days, fixing other people's stuff. Oh, that's a whole, I was like, this is great. But oh, by the way, I need you up for like 72 hours to fix some things. And anyway, but that doorway, and guess what? That favor started operating in that. Now, this is natural stuff because I, I applied natural things to this natural, the natural system. And there was nothing I don't think I ever asked for that I didn't get. When God started dealing with me about some things, about moving back here, you know, we, we know this. But the more I dig into this blessing, I understand this, that was a, to me, that was a foreshadow of the favor of God. If I can do this naturally, how much easier would all this come supernaturally? The things of the spirit, the things of the natural are type and shadow of the things of the, of, of the spirit. All I did to kickstart everything was read a book. Understand what my job was. And that opened so many doors to do all kinds of different things in the military. And it was great. It was wonderful. I got to fly different places, go, uh, go to D.C., talk with the commandant. All these different little things that was just, wow. And people would ask, how do you get to do this stuff? And I always tell them, know your job. Know your job. It will produce for you, basically. You learn what the blessing does for you. It will produce for you. You apply the blessing. Put yourself in a position to study the blessing. Find out what the blessing is. When you come out on the other end, and when somebody asks you something, they go, oh, how do you know? I read the book. Everybody has access to the same word of God that, that we have. But are you applying it? There were things called, well, we'll call them distractions, that other people were doing the same time I was locked in the barracks. I say locked, I put, you know, sounds like a jail. Anyway, <clears throat> when I put myself in the barracks and decided, I don't need to go out. I'm here for two years. I can at least give a month, to, you know, kind of thing. I'm, that was my mindset. I just finally said, not again. I'm not going to miss an opportunity to know something when it's asked of me. I'm not going to give the devil an opportunity to steal from me when I know the blessing is an operation in my life. I'm not going to allow my family to lack in something when I put myself into the knowledge and wisdom of God who tells me that I can do all things through him that strengthens me and not lack another day in my life because of the blessing. I'm not going to forget that. I'm going to let the blessing go before me and not sweat and not toil and try to make something happen. I'm sitting back and saying, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. 
Do the sheep go bring the water to the shepherd to water the sheep? That's kind of weird, but that's... that's a, right? You know, there are cartoons out there like... Uh, uh, what is that, the old one? Cinderella. Cinderella had all these animals working for her. It was great. I mean, it's cool, whatever. But, you know, in the terms of, of the blessing, though... You know, the birds brought her to the dress and woke her up and Bruto the dog or whatever, right? And, you know, stuff. And she, they were bringing her all this stuff. And those animals were just like, here's the bucket to feed me with. And here's this to do this. And here's the water, you know. And she's just like, la, 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 la. You know, whatever. <laughs> right? I'm using as a weird example. I've got a three-year-old, okay? So it's a weird example. But if the Lord's my shepherd, I'm not bringing him... The bucket. I'm not bringing him the ability. I'm not bringing him the job. I'm not doing all these things. Like, here's all the things, Lord, that you could bless me with. I'm asking God for those things, but I'm not bringing them to him in a fashion that basically says, I'm going to do it for you, Lord, and then I'm going to call it the blessing. No, the blessing is like those birds bringing you clothes in the morning. The blessing (laughs) is the animals bringing you that. Elijah, when he was at the brook Cherith, what brought him food? The ravens. And where he was, the brook gave him water. That was the blessing. The commanded blessing was there where God told him to be. That's where the blessing was. And he didn't have to work for it. Um, uh, Ravens will bring you food. Praise the Lord. You know, I mean, resting is a big part of the believer's life that we forget about. Don't forget, I'm not to work it, meaning I'm not sweating to make it happen. I'm applying God's word, I'm using my authority to speak it out, and I'm on the receiving end because I've done what God has asked me to do, and now I'm in harvest mode. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. So remove the self-imposed limits off your thinking when it comes. Remember Psalm 23.1. That's just not for when people go on. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hold up. That's a powerful statement. That's just not for the departed. That is not for the departed at all. It's for me, here and now. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. I believe you're being helped tonight. Galatians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Uh, let's just do, let's start. I'm going to read 14 first. Uh, verse 13. Praise the Lord. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangs on a tree. 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now drop down to verse That's 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male or female. 
For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What was the promise? In blessing, I will bless you. I will make your seed great. I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. That tells me that I am now heir to the blessing of Abraham. And that blessing did not lose potency. That blessing is just as strong as when God made it to Abram. Still. It's not grown weak. The blessing hasn't petered out. (laughs) Sound effects for you. It doesn't. It's everlasting. It continues. It goes. It goes and goes and goes. And it's just as potent. It's just as strong as it was with Abraham. And because of your heirs, it's not something that you deserve. It's something that has been given to you. Amen. The blessing is not a... Um, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. All right. If you made a mistake, have you received forgiveness? And yeah, you're standing in righteousness. You qualify for the blessing. The full measure of the blessing is available to you. That's it. It's not based on personality. It's not based on status. It's not based on anything because that's what he said. If you are in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, not Greek, but Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus, and if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. So if you've accepted Christ, you've inherited the blessing of Abraham on your life now. That's saying something. When, when, I'm kind of jumping around here. It's just so good. The widow, uh, or excuse me, the woman that was bowed over. What did he say? When they, when they, Jesus healed him. Said, woman, thou art loosed of your infirmity, the spirit of infirmity, over these 18 years. And they, they, uh, (laughs) Jesus is calling again, I think. Praise the Lord. So that, you know, when, when Jesus said, these 18 years, the spirit of infirmity, be loosed from that, right? And healed her. What did the religious people do? The people who didn't have the blessing. They didn't even see the arrival of the Messiah. They didn't even see all that stuff because they got so wrapped up in religious tradition that they couldn't allow the blessing to operate in their midst. They saw it, but they never received of it. What'd they say? Well, you healed on the Sabbath day. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. What did Jesus say? Ought not this daughter of Abraham be loosed from her infirmity of of this 18 years? She was a daughter of Abraham. The healing was a part of her inheritance of the blessing that when Jesus died on the cross became, well, later on, but it became hers. But healing was, was a part of that 
Abraham blessing. Because all through the Old Testament, you see, I'll remove the sicknesses and diseases away from you. Right? Thousand shall fall at your side, ten thousand shall fall at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I've taken sickness and disease away from your midst. So all these, all these scriptures about healing was a precursor to what Jesus was going to do on the cross through Abraham's blessing and through his obedience. And she got her healing because she was a simple daughter of Abraham. You don't even see where she said, Master, come heal me. She was walking by and Jesus recognized, oh, she's a daughter of Abraham. Be loose from your infirmity. Ought not... You sons and daughters of Abraham, be loosed from infirmities based on what? The blessing. The blessing. Jesus came in the form of human flesh. He took on flesh, took on our our nature. But what does John say he was? In the beginning was the Word. word. The Word was God, the Word was with God, and the Word came among us. So the Word was given to us, and now the Word has been moved into us, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. All that was because of the blessing, because of one man who was faithful and we receive that inheritance now. It's a mind shift. It is a... It's a... I want to say status on this earth. I mean, this, in the spirit realm, if you could see in the spirit, you would see how that blessing affects everything around you, right? Your steps are ordered by the Lord, is what it says. That blessing, in in those steps, the blessing is going before you and making things happen for you. That's why I go back to the whole restaurant example. Going in somewhere, you're not going in there with a limited mindset of saying, I can't or we're not. You know, you might not go there because of where you might be located, but don't let not not being able to go there because of whatever financial spot you're in, let's put it that way, limit your thinking about how God thinks of you and where you are. You take that limitation completely out when you factor in the blessing. You can't have a limit and the blessing in the same mindset. Does that, does that make sense? You can't keep talking about the unlimited almighty God being your shepherd and saying, well, I can't. That doesn't compute. The covenant doesn't say that. There are things we grow in and steps we obtain but we're obtaining and we're stepping. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's just so much. Praise the Lord. So we are God's representatives on this earth and we're not just helpless members of the human race. 
We are blessed with the divine ability to not just survive recessions or inflations, but we are uh, uh, here to stop them. The blessing will stop lack. The blessing will stop. It will stop inadequacies. Lack of confidence. We talked about the victim mentality. Understand the blessing, how the blessing will bring confidence to you. When you understand that you are God's, his very own child, he's your shepherd, he's, he's I got you, right? You know, you hear that? And it's like, I got you, bro, you know, whatever. Okay, we can say that in the natural and have so much trust and confidence in our friends but then we wonder if God's, a sh- you know, like, is just up there, you know, ah, I don't know if I'm going to bless you today because you might mess up today. That's not how it, how it is at all. He's got you. He's prepared for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And we are agents of God to take prosperity everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. This has been Pastor Tanya, this phrase came to me earlier and he's prompted me to say it now. Not as it was before. Not like it was before. Not as it has been. I, I believe there are some things that have shown up that it looks like it's taking the same route. And he's saying, not as it was before. It's not going to be the same outcome. It's not going to turn out that same way. I saw your hands working. I've been to your shop. Awesome shop. I saw your hands working. And you were making some things, but it was multiplying. And in the multiplication, rest came to you because it started producing on its own. You were working, and you put something like a cup on the side. You are working, put a cup on there. And then it started building up. And then all of a sudden, I saw you kind of move back, and it just started growing, growing. And so there might be trends, there might be something in there, but it's not going to produce the same way it did before. That is the blessing. That's the blessing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father, for that. He's blessed the work of your hands. He's blessed the work of your hands. He's blessed the work of your hands. Brian, he's blessed the work of your hands. The blessing is an operation. When you put your hands to the keyboard or phone, whatever you're doing, it's blessed. There are businesses still in existence because of the blessing on your life. Julie, he's blessed the work of your hands. Now... Now, now answer the question. How can I fail? How could I fail? 
positions open up because of the blessing. You don't have to work for it. The toil is no longer a part of the blessing. You let the blessing be those birds that bring you the opening. Cindy, he's blessed the work of your hands. I want to tell Cindy is faithful to come in and clean this church every week. And I and, and she'll leave or you know whatever and at the at the end of it I just you know I think about it I'm like my goodness the dividends that she's receiving in the spirit realm of her taking the time and sowing that and bringing that to that 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 quality in here and cleaning he's blessed the work of her hands. It is the blessing that makes you rich. Not your job. That's an avenue. That's an avenue. Don't mistake the blessing being a job. God can take you to a non-profit thing that doesn't, you know, I mean, I'm saying this. Let me just say it this way. He could take you to a no-name job somewhere in the middle of nowhere and cause you to be the most fruitful, prosperous person because it's the blessing in operation. And when you start think, stop thinking about chasing after salaries and start ch- uh, stop chasing after things, Matthew talks about that. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his, and his righteousness and His way, that all these things will be added to you. The works of my hands are blessed because I'm in right standing with God. And I'm giving, uh, give the freedom of the blessing in your life every day. Every day, give the freedom of the blessing to operate in your life every day. Every day. I wake up. You know, go to Deuteronomy 28. And I was like, we can shout about it all day long. But that's a mindset that you should have regarding the blessing. Blessed going in, blessed coming out, blessed in my basket, blessed in my store. There's nothing that Deuteronomy 28 does not touch in your life that doesn't show you where you can be blessed in. The blessing. The blessing. It's the blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Genesis chapter 12. You knew it was coming. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12. We're going to hit this kind of a little fast because I want to get to a point here. Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. In verse 1 it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house into a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse you, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, verse 2 says, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. Now, that's God speaking to Abram here. I will bless you. That word bless is translated into saluting, salute or kneeling. And in the military, I'm going to get another military story. Praise the Lord. In the military, you salute superiors, right? Usually commissioned officers. And, and those who have got, gotten an award like the Medal of Honor, then they get saluted as a sign of respect and honor 
for that position, right? And I was reading this, and it said to kneel. And then it said down one of the definitions for, uh, for I will bless is to salute. And I said, oh, that makes sense to me. You know, but God, think about this. God said, I will kneel and salute you. He's not bowing down to you. He's bestowing honor. He's bestowing favor to you. We were created in his image. There's nothing closer to God than us. So he said, I I will bless you. You know, I was enlisted. I did a lot of saluting to officers. And as a gesture, whether it was correct or not, one of the officers, I did something, that was, and he really appreciated it and stuff. And he, he was just saying, he, and he stood there in front of some people. He goes, you know what? Uh, hey, hey, Sergeant, thank you. And I was humbled at that moment. And I thought, hey, I don't get saluted. <laughs> I salute you. And in return, you know, they do that back. But I initiate the salute, sir, you know, kind of thing. But he did it, and it just did something to me. And I thought, my goodness. Here's a guy showing that honor and respect. Everybody in that room saw it. And it was different from after that because they saw the bestowed honor from that officer. And there was a difference of attitude towards people in in me. They were like, well, this guy knows what he's talking about and doing. To have him say that and do that, it's pretty good. Think about God doing that to you. He did that to Abram. Here's the blessing. And then on the second one it says, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless you. Now, ble- that means also increase. So favor, increase, right? But then thou shalt be a blessing means a source of blessing or prosperity. Rich. And you shall be a source of prosperity. That's the blessing of Abraham. That's the promise that we have heirship to. That it came to me through receiving Jesus. That I have the blessing at my disposal. You know, if you receive an inheritance, doesn't mean you have to use it right away. I mean, you can. But you have access to it. Because it came to you. You might have never thought, well, like, well, I didn't think Grandma thought much of me or whoever, you know. And here, oh, I got an inheritance. Could be lands, it could be a building, could be finance, whatever, financial, whatever it might be. But that is rightfully yours. That's nobody else's. When you've accepted Jesus, that heir of the blessing, of the Abrahamic blessing that God did with him now becomes rightfully yours and you can receive prosperity enough to be a blessing. How's this doesn't mean I'm just going to have like 10 vacation homes. I mean, it could be. She said it this morning. She's like, being a blessing is not being a hoarder. Being blessed is not just hoarding. 
And, and I get it. If it has a purpose and it blesses you, praise God. But you're a source of blessing. There are people out there that need you to be blessed because you are the, the conduit of the blessing of God, the goodness of God into that person's life. Amen. There are people that you guys reach that nobody else reaches. There are people that you talk to that nobody else reaches. There are people that I talk to that I don't think anybody's ever taken time to talk to them about anything. But what is it that brings men and women to repentance? What's that? The love of God is the goodness of God. So what the scripture says, the goodness of God brings men and women to repentance. How's that goodness going to be bestowed upon them if you are broke, busted, and disgusted? Understand that the blessing is designed for ownership. It's designed for you and I to own, not occupy. Somebody said something uh, the other day, and I forget who, quote, who said this. If you know, just tell me who it, who it was. But it goes along the lines of somebody asked this minister, and they said, uh, well, what side are you taking? And he said, sides? I'm here to take it all. They were talking about, you know, some differences and different whatever. And he's like, I'm not here for sides. I'm here to own. I'm not here to just placate things. I'm here to take an advantage of the blessing that is upon my life to be a blessing to those around me. If God wants to give me 10 houses, you better start looking around and be my friend. I don't have use for 10 houses, but God can give me 10 houses and I can be a blessing to somebody. Thinking that way changes all kinds of perspective. Well, why do you need 14 cars? Because somebody might come to my church and want a car and I can be a blessing to them. Right? Right? It's a whole different world of thinking through the lens of the blessing. And that's what God wants us to do. That confidence of knowing who we are in Christ and our position in Christ, you should always walk in and people should look at you and go, excuse me. Not as a, not as a you're a bully and you're just being rude and you're walking in arrogantly, but you're walking in and people recognize when you are in the room. They should feel the atmosphere change to, oh, I like this. Amen. I like being around you. If it's nothing else, that, I like being around you because you're rich. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. And you start seeking the things and the accolades, then that's when you're messing up because then you're getting into reaping things upon, heaping things upon yourself. I want the blessing in my life so I can be a blessing, not an arrogant mouthpiece. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Not saying anybody's doing that or accusing anybody. I just, I want to guard how precious that is because it's not through me, it's through God. What he did with Abraham, I inherited it. I'm not going to go there. Praise the Lord. Yes, I will. The prodigal son, what did he do? He squandered the inheritance. He asked for it, and it was freely given to him. And he went out and had a time, right? And such a time that he had to eat with pigs. He squandered 
the, the inheritance. But thank God there's a lesson when he returns, he's just like the father when you return. And he's like, come on, get, kill the fatted calf, right? Let's get the rings and put on there. Of course, the other brother that had everything, and he was just living his best life, and he said, everything, everything I have is yours. What? Right? You didn't squander the blessing. He's like, son, what's, what's the problem? Well, you're giving him the fatted calf and everything else. He's like, uh, but you have access to it. Don't fall into the trap of watching somebody be blessed and receiving things that you get to be like the, the other brother and being like, what? God. And Jesus has to be like, you've been in the blessing the whole time. Amen. Brother had to eat for pigs. Last I checked, I don't think anybody's been eating with pigs. Or, you know what I mean. Praise the Lord. Just don't, don't degrade where you are because of somebody else's increase. See that as something that God is bringing you into. Your increase could look totally different, but it's your increase. It's your operating in the blessing. Now start comparing blessing to blessing. Because now, then you're just getting covet, covetous over things. That's, a, that's for, praise the Lord. Where am I? Okay. That's right. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here. Matthew chapter 14, verse 18. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up after this. Matthew chapter 14. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 14. Let's start in verse 15. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals, victuals, vittles. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But Jesus said unto them, They don't need to depart. Give them to eat. And they, the disciples, said unto him, Well, what have we here but five loaves and two fishes? And he said, Bring them, bring them hither to me. Just bring them to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that remained, twelve baskets full, and they that eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. My goodness. So one of the things here, the loaves and fishes did not multiply in Jesus' hands. The loaves and fishes multiplied as they were handed out by the disciples. The blessing produced when it was given permission to operate. Amen. Jesus blessed the food. He blessed the food. We give thanks, you know, there are times, it was like, but you have the ability to bless 
You shall be a blessing. You are blessing things through Jesus, but you will have the ability to be a blessing. This example here is there was a limit, but the blessing multiplied in the hands of those who allowed the blessing to be distributed. If they held on to it, it never multiplies. It never produces when you hold on to it. If there's a blessing to be had, it's supposed to be released. It's released in you to where you, in turn, be a blessing. You want the blessing to multiply what you have? So, you want the blessing to multiply in your family? Love them. Minister to them. Not just getting on family, but there, there are ways that you can be a blessing to your family and let the blessing multiply in that room. It was blessed and given to the disciples and it was ministered out. Hallelujah. The only thing the disciples could see was their lack of ability to feed the multitude. Again, it's a mindset change. Don't look at just what you have. Look at it through the lens of the blessing. And every time you look at something through the blessing, there's no limit to it. Amen. No limit to it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll use that example of speaking to technology. You know, if it's a PC, I apologize, but if it's a PC, I always kind of say, well, if you switch to Mac, you wouldn't have these problems. <laughs> I don't get them paid or endorsed by Apple, just I'm saying. The thing is, is like, I don't limit my ability to speak or figure something out based on what it is. I have access to wisdom, the wisdom of God, and I have the blessing, which produces, right? It makes rich. Rich in what? Well, that's financial, but it also makes me rich in knowledge. The blessing helps make me look good. Amen. Holy Spirit helps bring that in there. You know what? The blessing made Abraham's name great. And he waxed very great. So did his son, Isaac. When Isaac was in the famine in the land, and he was going to go to Egypt. And he said, no, 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 no. Don't go there. Stay here. What did Isaac do? Sowed in the time of famine. And those people probably looking around probably said, uh, he'd been in the sun too long. Right? We ain't got nothing. And this guy's out there with seed planting in the middle of parched land. Some, some may get him some water, but we don't have any. Right? I mean, who knows? But there's a whole situation going on where Isaac's like, okay. Sowing, and in the same year, in the time of famine, reaped what? 10%, right? 100 fold. That's the blessing. He didn't let the, the situation of the, of the famine dictate what he can do. Amen. He didn't stop and say, well, hold on, God. 
Did you see this? All right, well, if you say so. No. Matter of fact, he didn't even say anything. He didn't even, God didn't even say so. That's not what the word says. He just said, I'll stay here and I'll bless you and multiply you and your seed will be multiplied. Okay. Work for my dad. He told me, he told my dad to get out of the land and he made his name great and did everything that he uh, did, everything God told him to do. And it's got me to this point. Famine or no famine, inflation or no inflation, I'm going to do what God says because that's where the commanded blessing is, is where he said to do, what he said to do and where he said to be. We don't want to be over somewhere messing around and miss the blessing that God has for us at that appointed time. That's why it's important to say and believe when you say it that I'm in the right place at the right time meeting the right people, saying the right things, and asking the right questions. Because my steps are ordered, but I've got to follow the leading of the Lord at every step that I have to take to be in the right place for the bestowed blessing and the favor of God to show up on my life. Being a favor magnet is being led by the Spirit. There's my secret. It's not a secret. It's just putting yourself away and reading about it. How did you know? I read the book. I take it and that's what it says, then that is me. If Abraham's blessing worked for his children, and I see Isaac sowing in a time of famine, reaping a hundredfold return, and waxing great, by the way, and he began very great, to what it was on to say. And I'm an heir to that same blessing? What'd you say? Confetti. Boom, confetti. Right? You, you, you can't mess it up. I mean, you can by not operating in it, but you can't mess it up. It could be over, it could, it could sound so simple that you miss it. Read the book. It's a great example because I've applied that principle. If I don't know and if I get to a position where somebody asks me a question or something and I'm like, I'm not certain about that, well, what do I do? I go and resource myself and find out. I find out. And now... In the, in, the, in the life that we live, there's all kinds of things out there that's presenting. It's like, well, what, what? What? Hold on. Let me find out what God says about this. Stop. Pause. Let me, let me go put myself in the room. Let me bring out the instruction manual. Let me dig into this. So when I'm speaking, I'm speaking as I know something, not have heard something. I know something. You know, when I was talking about that it was regurgitation of things I've heard and that's what got me in trouble when I was teaching that you know I had you know some other I was a I was a um, private first class I think I just turned to maybe Lance Corporal but I was a private first class I think it was and so I had other people above me that's been doing it for a while and they were they were telling me how things go how how you operate this 
And a lot of times it's like, oh, no, you know, you just turn this knob a couple times here, turn this. But the why was not being answered. It was just turn. But why? Was anytime you're, you're presenting, you've got to know why you're doing it. Amen. Right? You've got to understand why. God lays out in his word why we are to be blessed. To be a blessing. Well, that's simple. That's so simple. Yes, he's not complicated. It's not supposed to be complicated. The blessing is not supposed to be so, so out there that nobody can ever attain to it. That's not how God designed it. He designed it so simple. Has, let me ask, by show of hands, you don't have to answer this, but anybody ever have received an inheritance? Anybody? There might be some paperwork with that, but what did you do to get that inheritance? You had to receive it. How simple is that? Here's my keys. That's so complicated. <laughs> How? How in the world do you operate in the blessing? And I've got to do all these things and I've got to run and just, I've got to pray to God for 40 days and 40 nights and starve myself before I can do anything. No, that's not, no. There are times that you put yourself into the study of the word and you put yourself and apply yourself to things to where you understand the why that you can receive clearly and it's not complicated. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. Don't complicate that. Amen. Don't complicate the blessing in your life. Amen. Complicated things get discarded. I see so many times there, there are things like, like, I mean, I go back to technology. If you, go, you get frustrated with technology, but sometimes you paid for that and you're like, I'm going to put up with this thing because I paid for it that much. Right? I'm going to throw it away. Well, take shoes, for example. Shoes. If you heard this morning's message, you understand. Shoes. That sh those shoes hurt my feet. Don't keep wearing them if they're hurting your feet. But they look good. They're complicated. Make it simple. Go get shoes that feel good. Complicating the... And, and again, I said, if it's complicated, it gets discarded. Eventually, you get to the point where you throw it away. You pay no more attention to it. It collects dust in the closet or wherever you keep your shoes, right? The blessing, if you make it complicated, more complicated than what you, or your interpretation of it is, and you start building on it and thinking too much outside of getting into the Word of God and understanding who you are in Christ and what's available to you, what, who God made you to be, and you look at the blessing and think, well, I mean, that was Abraham, and he had to leave his land and all that stuff. That was Abraham. He, God told Abraham to leave to, in order to establish that. Boy, God might send me to here. He might, but I don't think so. Complicating it. Building something out of nothing. Did he say? You know what? The best thing in the world is just to sit back and be like, did God tell me something? No, then don't worry about it. You can overcomplicate the things of God by trying to figure it out before he even says anything. 
oh God, what about this and this and this, blah, 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 what about this and blah, 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 blah. And God's like, that's not for you, but he's not answering me. Maybe it's not for you. And you spend months, weeks, years trying to figure something out when God's like, that ain't for you to figure out. You're supposed to be operating the blessing just where you are. Amen. Be where you are. <sighs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to wrap up with this. Your heart is the Lord's. And when your heart's the Lord's, you'll produce where you are. We can get thinking and you get your hopes up there that your, your, your heart turns into, your heart goes into the things that you're hoping for. When faith is the thing that goes into the things you're hoping for, not your heart. Because the things are not what you are, are seeking. The heart of God is what you're looking at. Where you are, be there. Be all there. Pastor says, where God has you, be all there. Wherever you find yourself, be all right there at that time. Don't complicate. Even if you know you have a call of God on your life, don't go so far out there that you are left here not giving your heart and your spirit to the things of God where you're located. It'll complicate where you are now and you'll get frustrated. And again, the things that are complicated or frustrating get discarded. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. His blessing. His blessing makes rich. It makes you rich. That's, that's financial prosperity too. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing in God's word. You know, as Jesus said, you had the, when they, when pastor was ministering on honor and he talked about the, the woman who broke the alabaster box of oil on, over Jesus and the disciples were like, oh, we could have given that to the poor, right? And they got all upset about it. And Jesus said something. He said, you'll have the poor always with you. You know what that told me? That they ministered and give, they, they gave to the poor a lot. To the point where Jesus is like, you're always going to have an opportunity to give to people. Because what happened in their mindset? Immediately they were like, we could sell that and be a blessing to somebody. But that's not what that was for. It was for honoring God at that time. So not everything that God blesses you with is to be given. It's made in your life to be an honor to God. Amen. Let the blessing in your life honor God. What you have, honor God with it. What God has given you, honor God with it. He'll direct you with it. And that becomes a blessing to somebody or a blessing to him because you have it. And you're honoring God with it. Amen? Praise God. I believe I helped you tonight. Hallelujah.